Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. Something. One finger. Many fingers slipped into her pussy, and Callie bucked on the bed as she came like an explosion. She cried out and grabbed something she wasn't sure what, thrashing around and clenching her eyes shut, clenching her pussy around the thrusting fingers. Claire, steaminess does not compute. <laughs> beep, borp, boop, warp. beep, borp, beep, borp, warp. Claire, listen, I'd love to talk more about that. Um, yeah scene in particular uh-huh. and how it reminded me of the exorcist <laughs> but first we need to do our podcast <laughs> you know what let's do it hi i'm neil and i'm claire and this is fmk lit where we read two romance novels a straight one and a queer one and then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We do. Also, we give all the spoilers. So many spoilers. This podcast is a veritable database of spoilers. <laughs> if you have come here just for binary reviews, <laughs> yeses and noes, <laughs> you have come to the wrong place. No. No. Um, so yeah, if you don't like spoilers, just pause us, go buy the book, read it, and then come back. And then we can have a very one-sided conversation about what the book was like yeah of course although if you do want to chat back with us about the book and your feelings about it you can also always join us on our patreon where we have veritable like billions of places where you could that's not none of this is working we're not cutting it because it's just dumb (laughs) and i need you to look behind the scenes at the instant the dumbery that's happening because this episode has some claire does dumbery dumbery (laughs) uh but no join us on our patreon where you can chat about my dumbery and other things uh neil where can they find our patreon oh that's so funny you should ask that claire because i i just had it tattooed in barcode form on my forehead (laughs) patreon.com slash fmk lit pod uh, and of course, we love our Patreons, and we just want to send a real quick thank out, thank you out there to Polly who joined us. Yay! We're so excited! Thank you. Um, your money goes to help support this podcast, helps us to buy the books that support our authors, and it also goes to you know make us feel good in these dark times. <laughs> these dark, dark times. <laughs> Great. Well, if you want to be highlighted for being special like Polly, just join our Patreon. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you picked some books. I did pick some books. What books did you pick, Claire? I picked Love Machine, an erotic robot romance by Electra Shepard, and The AI Who Loved Me by Alyssa Cole. I also would like to add that Love Machine is... Uh, the Body Electric Book One. Yes. And series. now I need to say the dumbery that happened. <laughs> Claire. Because I have to say it now. Uh, so Claire Rice uh, looked at several robot books that we could read. <laughs> and 
In fact, she looked at the whole body electric, uh, like triptych, <laughs> and thought maybe she's going to make Neil read all of them. And that's just what the episode is going to be. We're going to read Love Machine, and then we'll also read Man or Machine, and then we'll read Hardware because Love Machine is a straight book. Man or Machine is a is a male female male book, and Hardware is male male. There's a fourth um, one too. Oh, I haven't seen the fourth There's one. There's a fourth one. It's lesbians. Oh, that's right. Software. Yeah. Nice. So, um, but Claire was in a rush and an idiot. And when she picked <laughs> this book, she thought she was picking the LGBTQ book, but she was in fact picking a straight book. So we are presenting two straight books today because Claire's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oops all straights um <laughs> it's fine because you'll remember in our bdsm episode it was oops all queers so you know um so what we're going to do is we're going to pick one of the other books and we're going to present that for our patreon patrons <laughs> yeah or or we should i mean i don't want to put christine on the spot but maybe the books are short so maybe she should read the rest of the series and present them to us on our patreon <laughs> now that we've finished um mystic springs we need another crazy book series for her to read and these are all connected oh like... wait 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 <gasps> wait wait listeners this is a real time <laughs> incident news, that is happening news. on the podcast at oh the moment God. i am holding up a book for claire and neil that oh i am, i've only read the first chapter i just got it the other day the haunted sultan it is a ghost story set in New Orleans oh my God. and it's based in history my other one of the other great loves of my life. It's my oh cat, my God. it's meat, it's history, it is ghosts. Yeah, so uh, the synopsis is too long, but um, Sierra, our lead is named Sierra, and she is spending her 21st birthday with her best friend in New Orleans. It's Halloween. <laughs> and what better way to celebrate than on a spooky haunted tour? Sarah wanted, Sierra wanted the whole package and her best friend leading the way. They find a costume shop down a dark alley and a mysterious shopkeeper with the perfect costume for her, but she doesn't want to spend money, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> There, there's potential time travel because <gasps> the Sultan, the Sultan's palace is a real place in New Orleans. So she gets perhaps transported back in time as a sort of, um, not consort. What is the word that I'm looking for? Concubine. Concubine. Yeah. So um, there's also potential murder, which <gasps> I think might also be some of the ghost people in it. So, um... Yeah, I've, I just got it the other day and I read the first chapter. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my it's God. It's a surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. But I would possibly also be into these this robot series. So. Okay. But again, very slow reader. So, <laughs> <laughs> so bear with me. <laughs> God. Okay, listeners, if you want to hear The Haunted Sultan as much as I do, I'm, I'm like... I'm all, I'm in a tizzy. I'm in a tizzy about this. Uh, go support us on Patreon, and um, at a certain level, you get bonus episodes, 
And that's where you will hear Christine tell us about the Haunted Sultan. I am beside myself with excitement. I can't oh even God. tell you. I can't even tell you. <gasps> so Goodness. excited. I, I'm so flustered. Okay. What do we do here? What's going on? What is what is happening? Who are we? Claire. Um, uh, so, anyway, listeners, if I do apologize. I deeply apologize. We take this very seriously, and I messed up this time. So we will do what we can to make it up to you. We may, um, we may double up on you later. (laughs) 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 But so you'll just have to put up with two straight books for this episode. Deepest apologies. Um, That being said, Neil. Yes. What has got you hot and bothered? Um, today I'm going to cheat because <laughs> I have a, I have a hot and bothered and then I have two things that aren't worth their own hot and bothered. So I'm just going to say them quickly and then we can move on with our lives. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm a bitch, whatever. Okay. So, um, I discovered an article on smartasset.com. I know nothing about this or its validity as a place to find smart assets, but I just was... <laughs> tickled by um an article headline called the best states to retire in 2022 what they meant to say is the best states to retire in in 2022 it should be the best states in which to retire in 2022 but the art the headline is the best states to retire in 2022 so we are retiring states from the union in 2022 (laughs) smart assets called it just so everyone knows, we are retiring states. Um, on that list is, I think I saw Florida. Hold on. Maine, Florida, West Virginia, Vermont, Mant- Montana, and Delaware. Those are the states that are being retired. The best states to retire in 2022, according to smartassets.com. This is why prepositions are important, people. Um <laughs> I feel like, isn't that like treason? Isn't that like high treason to be like, these are states we should remove from the union against their will. (laughs) Whatever, it's fine. Um, I think it's high treason to do it. I don't think it's treason to say it. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Um, And then my second teeny teeny thing is the other day I was um, watching an adult video. And just to give you the sort of person I am, I was totally taken out of the fantasy by the dumbest thing, which was a guy was walking through a kitchen and in the kitchen was, you know, those banana holders that like curve up and have a hook. So like it hangs the bananas. It had one of those on the counter and then somebody just put the bananas on the base of it. I was like, who did somebody just not somebody handed that to someone to be like, here's set dressing. And the other person's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And they're like, oh, it's for bananas. And it's like, okay, so you just put the bananas on the base of it and just ignore the whole hook apparatus. So that destroyed my fantasy for like 20 seconds. I moved on with my life. Um, so that was something I wanted to share. But then the thing that has really gotten me hot and bothered is a YouTube channel called English Heritage, which is the YouTube channel of a foundation in the UK called English Heritage, which uh, works to preserve um, sites of of historical significance. And one of their sub-channels, I guess, one of the things that they do is something called the Victorian Way, where they go to 
a country manor house, like an actual one called Oddly End, and they have done research on it and they have people as like recreationists. And so they they have this actress who does the cook, uh, Lady Crocombe. And so it's like part historical thing and then part recipes. Like she makes recipes from the actual Mrs. Crocombe's cookbook or recipes that would have been um, fashionable in the Victorian era. And, and like, it's really interesting. And she does it like she does everything with like a hand and a wooden spoon and copper pots. Like all the, all the tools that she uses are also period. So it's, it's interesting. Some of the food looks fucking disgusting, but also, okay, this woman is salty and sassy. And like, <laughs> there's, I saw like, YouTube was like, here's something you might like. And it's like, Mrs. Crocombe making you feel poor for three minutes straight. <laughs> like this one, she's making something that involves melting chocolate. And she's like, I suppose if you're from a more modest home, you can use cocoa powder. And she has this look on her face like, you might as well be dead. <laughs> and it's it's dumb and I love it. I absolutely love it. And then there's a drag parody of it that's also very funny. Ugh. <sighs> So those are the things that have got me on bothered. Amazing. I <laughs> retiring I love states, it. Victorian cooks, and banana stands. <laughs> um, I watched an adult movie one time and uh I was laughing at it so hard that the next time I saw Christine, I was like, You may not want to know this, but I just saw a porn and Christine looks at me and goes, Go on <laughs> and I was like it reminded me of a Thunderbird show. So Thunderbird Theater Company was a company that all three of us participated in and did shows for. And these were like, I don't know, outlandish shows. It's like, you know, I don't know if, if Mel Brooks was doing stage comedy in the tiny black box theater in San Francisco. It was those kinds of things. They were very funny. Uh, this porn was like that, except it was very serious about the sex. <laughs> but... <laughs> It was like just stewardesses training for how to be stewardesses on an airplane. And I kid you not, it spent 45 minutes <laughs> doing the training part where they were just all bitchy to each other, but <clears throat> genuinely were trying to learn how to be stewardesses. And it was like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it was hilarious. There were so many jokes. There was so many like weird things that they were doing. And they were just like, what if one of the people smells bad? Like, should we ask them politely to put on deodorant or something? Like, we should ask them politely to put on their socks. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> And they were, it, it, this was a porn. They were dressed like porn actresses. They had huge boobs and like their stewardess costumes didn't fit because they had just, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, and full of jokes. Anyway, uh, my hot and bothered though this time is also a news headline that I saw. And Neil, yes, this is, it's one of my favorite things chess grandmaster accused of using anal beads to cheat receives an offer to clear his name by playing nude <laughs> um. so 
the chess grandmaster from the United States, I believe, was accused of using anal beads to cheat. And so what the accusation is, is that he put in anal beads with like a remote electric pulse that somebody else could control. And that other person would press the button to help him make the decisions on what pieces to move next. And the, so he would decipher from the pulses, like what pieces to move. Um, this is not true. This did not happen. Like it is kind of coming out that that's an insane thing that he yeah, was just yeah. using anal beads because he liked them. <laughs> Um, uh, but you know. I can't even. Okay, listen. I am no chess grandmaster. I cannot even fathom how intricate a code would have to be that could only be sent through electric pulses to tell someone how to move chess pieces. Like Morse code would be involved. He'd be sitting there just like uh, 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 rook to e seven. Or whatever. Like, it's bonkers. All I'm saying is, this is what I want from another romance novel. If we read romance novels about chess, I want to see this in the books. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, when I ever go to see the musical Chess again, I'm just going to imagine that they have anal beads. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's going to make that musical way better. Yeah. It's it's not one night best. in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone's hitting high notes all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Anyway, hot and bothered for that particular okay. news item. <laughs> let's let's talk about some books. <laughs> let's talk about some books. The AI Who Loved Me by Alyssa Cole. The critically acclaimed Audible original narrated by Regina Hall, with a cameo from Mindy Kaling, now available in ebook e e and print formats. Ebook, good job, Claire. Trinity Jordan leads a quiet, normal life, working from home for the Hive, a multifunctional government research center, and recovering from an incident that sent her into a tailspin. But the life she's trying to rebuild is plagued by mishaps when Lee Wei, her neighbor's super sexy and super strange nephew, moves in and turns things upside down. Lee Wei's behavior is downright odd, and the attraction building between them is even more so. When an emergency pulls his aunt away from the apartment complex, Trinity decides to keep an eye on him and slowly discovers that nothing is what it seems. For one thing, Li Hui isn't just some hot guy next door, he's the hot AI next door. In fact, he's so advanced that he blurs the line between man and machine. It's up to Trinity to help him achieve his object of learning to be human, but danger is mounting as they figure out whether he's capable of the most illogical human behavior of all, falling in love. Um, just FYI, yeah, this was like an Audible original, but you can also like get it in print format, which is the way we read it. Uh, it is only 159 pages, and that is one of the longest uh, like back covers we've ever had for something that's only 159 pages. Right. It pretty much like laid it out. Like that is all the things that happens, but ooh, that copywriter, they need uh, they need more exclamation points. 
<laughs> snappy, snappy. It needs to be snappy. <laughs> so, Neil. Yes. Is that what happened in that book? Tell me what happened in that book. Yeah. So, um, we have our, our leading lady, Trinity Jordan, who used to work or like who used to do research for this like private corporation that has become part of the government type thing, which I'm like, Oh yeah, that's we're like a year and a half away from that. Like we're a year and a half from Google being able to become part of the government so that it can like make stealing Google products a felony. Um, Um, Yeah. I would say like Amazon uh, and Google right up there. Amazon might, take over the government before google does it yeah goodness anyway um so trinity um had a had an accident she was presenting at um like a conference and terrorists attacked and she got like trapped in an elevator and she got injured and it was a whole thing and now she's like afraid of elevators and like all kinds of stuff she's dealing she's dealing with all of that so her job now is she has this system set up in her living room where she um she drives cars remotely but she has to pretend to be an ai (laughs) the whole gig is they want people to think that they are ai driven cars but that's not even a little bit feasible so she's in there and she has like a little voice modulator so that when she talks to people, they think she's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so dumb, but probably what's going to happen. It would not surprise me if we find out that all these self-driving cars that break down ha- like halfway through the evening in San Francisco are actually driven by people. And they're just like, beep, beep. I'm a car. Bleep, bleep, boop. Oh, 100%. I can imagine, like, especially if, like, the AI isn't quite there the way they're selling it as being there. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like that, that blood lady Theranos, like, where she's taking people's mm. blood and then sending it through other people's machines to test it. Yeah. Like, I can 100% imagine them selling something as being AI and then it's actually a drone. It's just yeah. remote. Like, it's. And honestly, that doesn't sound bad. I would not be angry about someone drone driving me through, you know, through the city. It's not the worst thing. Um, yeah, yeah it's just like <laughs> such a dumb, weird thing for a company to do. But I definitely <laughs> would imagine a company doing that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so and then the, the apartment complex in which she lives, everybody works for a hive tech. Um, so it's it also. Eh, anyway uh also this book does a really good job of just sort of like making little hints about what the future looks like um and i'd like to read a short passage this is trinity sort of explaining how she got started um on her path uh my family's medical bills were astronomical after whooping cough had swept through our neighborhood carried in by one of the upper east side anti-vaxxers trying to slum it in the past, people had asked strangers to help them pay medical bills, but the government had outlawed this type of assistance while allowing their subsidies to offer short and long-term debt reimbursement internships. So basically, you became an indentured servant to the government to pay for medical bills. Which I'm like, yeah, that's go- that's going to happen pretty soon, I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so yeah, so she's just kind of doing her thing. Um, and also... 
the book starts to hint at she's been having these like weird lapses in memory and um uh oh there's also a bit where the ozone layer has thinned out so now showers spray sunscreen on you before you go outside uh it was it was i was like these are all in this is realistic and it was done really it was just sort of like dropped in um without it being a whole thing yeah Um, i thought the world building in this was really pretty good and mm -hmm. it it did a good job of showing these things as uh as being bad as being Mm -hmm. not good but also being something that just like crept in that Mm -hmm. it was just something people slowly started to accept because it was just things that they accepted into their everyday lives slowly Mm -hmm. and that they had like like uh one of the other things that she talks about is her like sonic uh dishwasher which Mm -hmm. you know also like cleans thing which cleans all her dishes but is pleasant and does it quickly and you know is is nice and doesn't use water so like it's it seems like something that's like of course i would accept that into my home because it doesn't use a natural resource that i am desperately trying to save Mm -hmm. but also it knows how many dishes she's cleaning and kind of like you know and it's it's an invasive thing that's in her Mm -hmm. home that she accepted because of the other things and everything in her life is that way and i thought and everybody's lives in this book is that way and i thought that was well Mm -hmm. done yeah um so uh trinity's just kind of doing her thing and then at some point she uh runs into her neighbor uh dr zhang who's like a I don't know, like robotic engineer or whatever at the hive at hive tech. Um, but actually she goes to talk to Dr. Zhang and some like very attractive man wearing not a lot of clothes answers the door. And Trini's just like, uh, who be what do you know? <laughs> and Dr. Zhang's like, Oh, he's my nephew. Sorry. And actually he, he just, um, was in an accident. So he's recovering like, motor and cognitive functions so you know but i think i think you two would get along say hi or whatever so then we see them interact of course he's uh a robot he's an ai um that she kind of like that dr zhang like smuggled out of hive tech oh yeah Um, yeah and so but then it's like it's meant to be a secret that he's there it's not a well-kept secret Every single character that we interact with in this book finds out about it without needing to find out about it. It's a whole thing. Um, But yeah, so then we have moments where he's like, you know, like awkward interactions where he takes things very literally and, um, and like the interesting mental gymnastics that she does to like explain why a human being would talk like that, um, which was cute. It was fun. It was enjoyable. It was the, all the things that you want out of like an AI learning to be a person. Okay. And then we have chapters inside his brain and they are so fucking good. Yes. They are written so well. And, and I love how they build. So like he's learning. So mm-hmm. as he's learning, like the language in those chapters changes, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're more in depth or more emotional as they go along. But yeah no it's uh delightful um one of sorry you're probably gonna be just about to say this but one of the things he interacts with is the penny 
is Penny. Yeah, I, the, that was my next point of topic. Do it, yeah. do it. You I love about Penny. It. No, go ahead, do it. No, I mean she's sort of like the building's Alexa, so everybody has this in their apartment, but like it's part of the whole building structure, and it's obviously belongs to the hive. Blah blah blah. But so Penny is the AI that is just like Alexa. You can say her name out loud, and she does things, tells you things. She's always listening. So he taps into her because he's an you know, a computer, and, and so they talk in her brain. She is sassy. She's like, what the hell? She's Guy, so sassy. You're not allowed. <laughs> what are you and, doing? And so she's been doing this for years, like decades. She's been in this, like, apartment building, so she's gained a lot of emotional intelligence just from talking to humans and trying to understand them and their needs. So... So she's sassy. She's got a lot of feelings, a lot of things to say. Like she feels bad for him and she wants to help him. But she's also like, you know, stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. And then there's this really cute scene where we see her like warm up to him. It's really sweet. And there's the scene where um, it's. Uh, it's the scene after the the tacos like jordan invited him over or trinity invited him over and um made spinach tacos which to me sound disgusting but i hate cooked spinach so that's it um and then there was like some flirting happening and then he's like talking about it with penny after and he's able to like upload his like record of when trinity touched him I, i think she like touched his face or something so he's able to upload that to Penny. So then like through her sensors, Penny is able to understand what it means to be touched for the first time ever. And she's just like, oh, wow. And it was so sweet. It was so cute. And then there was this scene that was so funny where it's like um, written as a, a transcript of the two of them having a conversation. And he's like uploaded vernacular files from Reddit. <laughs> So he's like, yeah, I'm going to pwn you, Snowflake. Give me my fucking thing. What's your damage? And she's like, have you been on Reddit? Delete those files right now. And then there's this <laughs> moment where he does. And then he's like, further scan, see why that was rude. I am sorry. <laughs> it was so funny. It was well, and like the very first thing out of because what he's asking for is like an up updated like colloquial language so that he can mm-hmm. he can and she's refusing. She's like, I had to learn the hard way. You have to learn the hard way. Like, <laughs> screw you, guy. He's like, no, no, no. Let me go into this. Like, I ordered this off the dark web. So let me just upload this. And he's like, give me the files, you cuck. Like, <laughs> out of his mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was it was really funny. Um, and then interestingly too, there are sort of files and memories that he doesn't have access to either. So like he has gaps in his memory, and then also we see um, Trinity's gaps in memory seem to be getting more severe. Like in the middle of a conversation, she'll forget a thing that she had just said to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, what is happening? Intrigue. Oh my God. Okay. There's a twist. I'm not going to get to it yet. Oh, Alyssa Cole, you've done it again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so then they start getting into each other. And then I think this is the first time we've seen this. I think it has finally happened. They fool around on a kitchen counter. 
Yes. He eats her out on a kitchen counter, and I feel like this is the first time we've ever had people have sex in a kitchen. <sighs> I mean, and like it was good, and it was It was. Hot of course too. it was good. It's Alyssa I Cole. Mean, I, uh, good job, Alyssa. Just uh, <laughs> fans for life. But like, also just how strong. I mean, because the robot's super strong, mm-hmm. and we know this about robots. But so the way he picks, like, he just picks her up, and it's just like, this is where we are now. And she's just like, this is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was del- Trinity just right away was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was delightful, but also just, um, I think <laughs> there's the trope, like, born sexy yesterday or you know born yesterday sexy or whatever it is mm-hmm. and it usually applies to to women i think a lot about um uh um like the fifth element i think definitely mm-hmm. falls into that uh so it is nice to have read honestly two books both of these are where it's a dude who mm-hmm. was born sexy yesterday and so like we have to teach him all the things and it was mm-hmm. it was lovely it was yeah. really delightful yeah it was really sweet um then at some point uh dr Zhang has a stroke and so they they rush her off to the hospital and this is i think this is before trinity realizes that um leeway is an ai so she's like oh i'll look out for him blah 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 and the only thing about this book that i was like oh, this could have done with a little more work is we just kind of forget about dr Zhang. like she gets mentioned one more time and i'm like She's in a medically induced coma in the hospital. Aren't we going to be more concerned about this? Yeah. I mean, oh, for very good reasons, having to do with the twist as well, because mm-hmm. like, she's bringing these two together on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like we should have come back to her. Yeah. Especially because like what inv- this also involves the twist is Trinity think like wanting to go visit her and not being able to. Mm-hmm. like would have been or like oh i meant to do that yesterday why why didn't i what and like not being able to remember why she didn't actually go to the like it it, it was an opportunity that i feel was missed and a storyline or like a character that just kind of got dropped and you know yeah i do wonder if like this was because they were gonna do a recording that was going to be a special release like if they decided like it had to be a certain specific length and that maybe there was more to do with dr jang later that they cut mm. um or if like at one point i wonder if they went ahead and if Alyssa killed off the dr jang character uh like at some point like that character dies but they thought that was maybe too dark for the book i don't know <laughs> which yeah, she was cool. I didn't want her to die. But also, that is not too dark for this book. No, not at all. <laughs> because all. here's the twist. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh it's my God. coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Spies. Spies. Spies! Assassins. Spy assassins. assassins. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. 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 And listeners, I just have to remind you that... In our, se- I think our second year of making this podcast, we were promised spies so many times. Promised spies, teased spies, and they all fell through to the point that I had to pick 
spies as a theme. And one of the books we read was An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole, which is a very, very amazing, wonderful book. And they were real spies, and it was good spying. And now, surprise spy assassins. Alyssa Cole, I guess whenever I want to read about a spy, I'm going to read one of your books. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's what happened. <laughs> what happened was, is Trinity and her friends, Rue and Yana... Mm -hmm. are uh, assassins for hive tech and what they do is they go so deep undercover that they like have their brains we reworked so that they like temporarily are a different person so they don't have their own memories or anything they have the memories of the person they're supposed to be but then they still have all their skills as an assassin and then like understanding the mission and not only that, but Trinity and Li Wei had met previously because he had been built to basically kill and replace a, gov or a general that's really high up in the Chinese army, in the Chinese government. So, like, he was the next wave of, like, undercover assassins. And Trinity, who, like understood that this was like the beginning of the end for her and her friends and like the beginning of their obsolescence was tasked with training him and like helping him be a person so that he could like blend like assume this general's life and identity and then they fell in love and then there was a thing they they were in china things broke bad shit was going down everything they like um things started going bad so then hive tech like bombed the building where they were in and then uh leeway saved her but she had to leave him behind and it was very crushing and literally he got crushed but then emotionally crushing for her and then <laughs> she came back and then they wiped her memory of all of it like she didn't even remember being an assassin anymore and then they conditioned her to like become physically ill every time she tried to leave the apartment complex so she couldn't get out and then on top of everything else the machine that she was using to remotely drive the cars was reinforcing that reprogramming so being in the machine was constantly reinforcing the reprogramming but then obviously had gone too far so then she was like like there was this scene where she obviously just sort of like zoned out for like several minutes in her shower and not even just like idle thoughts while she's washing her hair like her whole body just froze like her brain just stopped so it was like obviously affecting her memory oh my god so they're secret assassins uh -huh. they've been in love with each other before and and then dr zhang was like she like rescued Li Wei, or they the hive tech rescued Li Wei because he was such an asset and then she like was in charge of reprogramming him, but then like hid all of his files about him being in love with Trinity and then stole him so that they could end up together. Yes. She's cute and amazing. And then, oh my God, right when they're discovering this, Hive Tech sends another robot to steal Li Wei back. And then there's this whole big fight scene that happens. There's a part where the dishwasher helps Trinity fight off an evil robot. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good and so amazing. And then they're like, 
what do we do now? And then the ditz, quote, ditzy friend Yana is like, oh no, Rue, who's also the superintendent, she's like, I have an, untra- an untraceable van. And Yana's like, here are logistics. So then they go on the run and they like are off the grid. And it's a woman and her AI in love on the run. <sighs> oh my God, it was so much fun. <laughs> It was so much fun. And I it didn't was... expect it at all, but it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. But it was entirely unexpected because I thought this whole book, you, you know, like the, you, you're in love with a robot who's not supposed, who's a robot who's meant to pass for a person. So then the whole book is like discovering that and then like keeping other people from finding out or whatever. No assassins running away, a big epic fight. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> It was so delightful. It was so wonderful to have like this character, the our female ally who was supposedly, you know, maybe, uh, dis- you know, like going through something, and like she appears weaker at the top, but then it comes to find out, like, no, not only does she have inner strength, but she actually has literal secret strength, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was super fun. Uh, that she had, she wasn't alone. Like she didn't, she didn't have like no family, no friends. She had two very important friends mm-hmm. who were with her, so she wasn't isolated. He also wasn't isolated. Like he had not just like Doctor Chang, but he also had, um, he had Penny, Penny, and, and he Tim. had Tim, Tim the cat. We haven't talked to yet. Tim the cat, robot cat. Yes, Tim the cat looks just like a cat. Uh, but it's actually T-I-M, which stands for an acronym. I don't know what it is because I looked it up, but I couldn't figure it out. I, I can't find it it's, again. It's but yeah, so it's uh, the cat is also an AI and uh, it's super fun and wonderful. Like it's it's great. Like the sex was good, but it was plot driven. Like and I also felt like their disagreements with each other were totally legitimate. Mm-hmm. Every time she talks about him being a robot and what that is, like, and his feelings are legitimately hurt by what that means. And we're also inside his brain. So we're seeing him try not to be human. What I thought this book, and honestly, the other book did well too, is that these two beings are not trying to be human. They recognize that they are not human. Mm-hmm. They want to be, uh, they want to be like looked at as part of the entire AI like community. Like this is like all of us should be respected. And I'm not like I'm, I'm not an appliance, <laughs> but I am also not a human. And that you know there was it was really kind of a lovely sort of philosophical discussion about that. One of my very favorite things is when they're talking about the laws of robotics. Mm-hmm. And this is something like AI programming, you know, had a, has a law in this particular world about uh, an AI cannot lie and AI cannot hurt a person. And he says this to leeway says this to Penny, but then also says it to Trinity as well. Like those laws don't apply to me. <laughs> and she's like, Whoa. and what do you mean? And it was like, we're laws no there are no laws that are made to apply to us because they don't understand us like how can a law apply to me when they think of me as an appliance those laws are applying to programmers and they're applying to like you know we're outside of the law and i was like fuck yes fuck yes go 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 (laughs) and it was just like 
is very cool and mm-hmm. like just like a pff, my mind thought mm-hmm. and it was fucking lovely and mm-hmm. really well written really well laid out sexy and romantic as mm-hmm. all hell but also really thoughtful mm-hmm. there's another thing too that was like predictable but still done really well and really fun in the moment that like you know the first time they hook up all of a sudden sex files have been unlocked in his brain and he remembers how to have sex and what it means to have sex and what it feels like and what trinity likes and all that stuff and then when he realizes that he's like in love with her then all of a sudden like oh that's when his memory of files unlock and he is able to remember everything that happened and them falling in love the first time and all of that and it's like obviously that's gonna happen but also it's just like oh my god it never knows how to have sex (laughs) it was great it was such a fun book it's also such a quick read yeah that like everyone should just go read it yeah i also want to listen to it um mm-hmm. i think i may go and i may listen to the audiobook i mean it's got like regina hall and mm-hmm. mindy kaling like dang yeah i'm down do you think mindy kaling is rue um i don't know mindy kaling might be penny oh uh, yeah that's the right choice yeah yeah okay no, but this is like super fun, really great. I, um, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, Alyssa Cole. <laughs> Damn, girl. You done it again. Uh, let's just, I don't know. Maybe we should just have an Alyssa Cole like fan cast. <laughs> just read all her books and just talk about how much we love her. We could also do an Alyssa, <laughs> like a, a an entirely Alyssa Cole episode because she has queer books. I know. Like, yeah. Oh, God, that oh, I this is like one of the first times I've ever wanted to like meet an author. Like, honest <laughs> to God, I I've I don't in general want to go meet authors because I know you know like they're not built for people. <laughs> Most authors aren't built for like people like book signings it's like this is their job i'm meeting them at their job i'm not a signings person anyway like i don't enjoy that i don't i like hearing authors read their stuff i think that's great but Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm also like i don't necessarily seek it out i like it being surprised but i don't know i think i'd stand in line to talk to Alyssa cole (laughs) (laughs) fair fair great and that was the ai the ai who loved me by again Alyssa Cole. <laughs> I don't know if listeners, I don't know if you picked up on this. The the writer of the book we just finished talking about, Alyssa Cole. <laughs> Love Machine. An erotic robot romance, the body electric book one by Electra Shepherd. He's hot, he's horny, he's blue. That was perfectly red. That was perfectly red. <laughs> That's the best way to start this off. Okay. Good time girl Callie Morgenstern has never paid much attention to the robots her father built to take care of her family. That is, until one night when her vibrator runs out of batteries. And hey, if you've got a six-foot hunky robot offering, offering to relieve your sexual frustration, you're not going to say no, right? Even if he is sort of, well, definitely... Blue? <laughs> Both times it was dot 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 blue. <laughs> Apparently whoever wrote this loved that trick. Callie quickly realizes that blue isn't your average robot. He's rapidly acquiring a personality for one thing, and an avid interest in human sexuality, particularly with regards to Callie. 
Her family don't approve, but that's never stopped Callie before. She's eager to teach Blue all she knows about sexual pleasure, even if they have to build him a few necessary parts in the process. And even if Blue's explorations of human feelings touch her own very human heart. 100% of the profits of the Body Electric series will go to benefit the ACLU. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> and now I feel I mean, like an asshole for the things I'm about to say, but Claire... <laughs> That's what the book says it's about. What is this book about? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Callie lives with her brother and sister. Uh, Callie is the middle child, I believe. And she is, uh, not technologically inclined. She gives no fucks about those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. She lives with them because her father was, their father was an ingenious robot AI builder and inventor. Like he had, he built a lot of these things and made a lot of money off of it. And he wanted his children taken care of even into adulthood. So he sort of said like, you guys should all stay living in this house. And he builds four, it's four robots, three, isn't it? three. three robots, red, blue, and green. Uh, all to take care of his adult children, you know, into, you know, and so they're all like rope, sexy robots who have no, um, sexual organs or, you know, they're just like, I think the author puts it as like, he just has a bump where like, sort of like a Ken doll down there. They, they look like department store mannequins yes essentially but blue is all blue red is all red and green is all green but then they have like glowing eyes right and and red is the female looking uh android robot who does the housework which i was mm-hmm. like oh okay i hope we address that later um <laughs> in her book <laughs> but um they all work they all do different things uh they are definitely the way we imagine robots being used in households, which is like basically as like slaves. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they, for the most part, Callie gives no fucks about them. Her older brother and her older sister have both sort of gone into the business of robotics in one way or another, either selling them and selling and making profits off of them in the brother's case, or, you know, learning more about them and kind of coding and machine learning and those sorts of things in the sister's case. Yeah. The brother, Jonathan basically like took over the company. Yeah. Um, that their father founded. And then Ilsa, the sister is a tech whiz. There's a part where we go inside her bedroom and it's just like full of half decommissioned but still running computers and i'm like that room would be so fucking hot and smelly yeah anyway but she's a techno whiz so yeah no whatever it's fine kelly on the other hand uh is a sensual person (laughs) sensual also okay listen she seemed like a perfectly fine person for the most part but she's like oh my god like I'm I'm bored on a Friday night and none of the men I fuck are available. There's that guy who's super into me, but I'm not looking for a relationship. And then also, like, I'm so fucking rich, I don't need a job, but I'm bored, so I have one anyway. I'm like, none of your problems are real problems, bitch. <laughs> like, listen, listen. Again, you seem perfectly fine. I'm sure you're feeling all kinds of feelings. I can't relate to any of your problems. 
Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I live in this giant house and have a sports car and a job for funsies. For funsies. Funsies. Whatever. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, in... Dubitably. And then, and then <laughs> I mean, like, this is kicking off the plot, and like the book says it that so she's calling, she's going through her Rolodex on a Friday night, and this one guy's like, Oh, yeah, he was fucking hot. And she's like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, I'm married. I got married two months ago. And she's like, Oh, okay. So then she goes no, to my her. My favorite part of that was in her head. She goes, Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love that. Her initial reaction was, Why? And then she had to Why? try really hard not to say that to him. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then she um, she pulls out her vibrator, and then the batteries are dead. I was just like, Well, there goes my Friday night, as if this mansion doesn't have any more v- batteries in it. Like, there, there, are no more, there are no more batteries to be had. Nor do you have robotic slaves to go get you more batteries. Like, what is going on? She's like, oh, but Neil, everything is ruined because I'm out of batteries. <laughs> so she throws her little fit, at which mm-hmm. she throws the the vibrator across the room, and then in a cinematic moment, the vibrator is caught by the blue hand of blue. <laughs> And she's like, oh, thanks. Whatever for catching that. He's like, I see you're in need. <laughs> she's like, yeah, what of it? And he's like, you know, like, <laughs> I got fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if I wish he had done this. Um, but it would have been some if he just like holds up his hand and just his hand starts vibrating. And he's oh like, I God. believe I can be of assistance of assistance, Callie. Callie that more would... concerned. I wish he had always said her full name, too. <laughs> Oh God! I would have loved it. Would have been dumb. It would have been so dumb. But so and then, then, and then she has her exorcist orgasm. Uh huh. So she lays down and spreads her legs, and he's like, "Close your eyes," and she's like, "Okay, whatever." And his like his fingers can do microscopic vibrations, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. and they can go as fast or as slow and as delicate or as hard as as you demand, and. Look, her orgasm in this book is insane and dumb. Like, it is just like, uh, her head practically spins around. She doesn't throw up, a la The Exorcist. It's it's the pool scene from Showgirls. Oh, yeah, it is 100% the pool Like, it literally is like like, thrashing. Yeah, it's like she almost fell out of the bed. She was thrashing so much. And of course, that's like a California king size bed, but she's just like, (laughs) speaking in tongues. And then, like, almost fell out of the bed. She was flailing about so much. Um, I will say, though, outside of her description of her orgasm, which was insanity, the description of what he could do with his fingers, um, chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, is, very delightful sounding. Right, which is <laughs> crazy. <subscribe>. Because <laughs> later... And we'll get to it when they have, like, uh, penetrative sex. He just, like, shoves his dick right in her in one go. So it was, like, it established him as being very delicate and just sort of, like, focused on her. And then he just, like, shoves it in. And it, I think it's, it's a theme of this book that I want to touch on and that makes my blood boil. So I'm really excited to talk about it. But it was just so interesting that he, it was just, like... 
so 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 delicate in a very pleasing way and then when they do have sex he, it's like he shoved it in her so hard that she felt like her eyes were bulging out of his uh, out of her <laughs> skull and i'm like that can't feel good what yeah anyway <clears throat> yeah i was wondering i also wondered why his his hand-built penis didn't also have the same uh you know the same like delicacy as his fingers like mm-hmm. Like, we can have all the things. Like, your penis can do so much more. But whatever. Um, From this point, Callie and Blue go through a... An adventure in sex for a while. They cannot keep their hands off of each other. Callie fucking loves this. This is everything she ever wanted in a sex partner, whereas he is emotionally detached, but very good in bed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So she's getting a lot out of it. He's getting a lot out of it because he's sort of growing. Because what is ha- what had happened was that her younger sister had put in him a chat program, much the way that Penny had given uh, had given Lee Wei uh, a, a program to, to learn, you know, colloquialisms mm-hmm. and speech, but also learn emotion. So because of this, this was in part where his interest in Cali had come from, but also in growing. So he is growing a lot. His AI is kicking in. He's I, learning so much. I have to say, though, that when Callie was asking Ilsa about it. She was like, why? Ilsa's like, I was just curious, whatever. Yeah. It felt like the flimsiest of, like, like a cheesecloth of motivation, the flimsiest thing. Oh, 100%. I'm for... I'm going to give this book some passes in story structure, if only because this book feels like, with an exception, and I'll give that in a second, feels like, for the most part... It's meant to be pure erotica. We are mm-hmm. meant to enjoy the eroticism of mm-hmm. of this. The exception being that just like in the AI who loved me, Blue's emotional intelligence grows over the course of the book. Mm-hmm. We never get to see inside Blue the way we see inside of Lei Wei, uh, Lai Wei, but except when Wei. his crotch is open. Except when his crotch is open, but so we don't get. We don't get to hear his thoughts except when he speaks them out loud. But, well, that was a dumb thing of me to say. Of course, that's when we hear his thoughts. It's dialogue. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So, so there did get to be a point where they're having an argument about whether or not Blue is seen by Callie as just a machine or whether or not she loves him back. And then it got into like kind of an interesting philosophical debate about what love is and what we owe to each other. Like, is love enough? Like, can we be enslaved by love and desire? When Blue has an ambition to leave the house at the end and to not stay anymore, in part because his feelings are hurt because he loves Callie so much. That's a little flimsy, but they get into a larger discussion about you know if he if he wants to go explore the rest of the world is it fair for Callie to keep him because of where what he was designed for and because of the way she got, grew to know him and that was like dang <laughs> <laughs> oh no like that that is heavy for an erotica <laughs> like that is like right? that is like 
and there's a lot of dark feelings there like there's a lot of like and Callie was a person who never wanted to get married who never wanted to belong to anybody so then this also sort of broke like Callie though didn't want to let go of blue and there's a discussion about where does her love come from does it come from the fact that she could tell him to do whatever she wanted and she was more or less she was very much in control of this relationship is that where her love is coming from because she has a sense of ownership over him and is that fair is that love and that he could never feel that way over her like and he says that to her like nobody will ever see us as being equals i will like i am a danger i am like a stranger and i am owned by owned by you people will always see me as owned by you and then she's like well we'll fix it we'll change the laws and he's like is that enough do i have to bear the burden of the fight and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh no we spent a lot of this book building you a penis here um, i thought this was a fuck book but no 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 there's like, there's thinking involved and it was like heavy and in the end like he does go back with her and they are together forever under very flimsy promises that mm -hmm. do not amount to like the deep philosophical discussion right? that they were getting into and it was like oh my god like <laughs> <laughs> and look the sex in this book again outside of Callie's insane orgasms is hot like and outside of the just the thrust and punch but also we only get that scene once they Ultra only use his dick one time like yeah this can book's all about fingers can we also <laughs> talk about this <laughs> this was so bonkers to me like we we get a, a flashback sexy scene kind of which is the when blue first started getting attracted to callie which was he was he was out you know on the grounds one night looking mm. at the moon and then <laughs> This, this is so this is so weird to me. Okay. So Callie had brought a guy home and he, because he was drunk, he fell asleep before they could have sex. So she then decided to go outside to jerk off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I made the note. I was like, not a bathroom or one of the 27 other bedrooms in this place. But no, she was like, I'm going to go outside and like finger myself in the moonlight which sure whatever do that but she doesn't feel like it, it was such a weird decision on her part and then blue happened to be there his eyes glowing in the darkness watching her touch herself <laughs> and i was like this is what is happening this is so bizarre i mean i guess it was bizarre and weird i also i don't know it felt it felt bizarre and weird it also felt poetic like here's the beautiful moon he sees the moon the moon as being beautiful and like it's one of the first times he's considered something as being beautiful and he's looking mm -hmm. at it and then she comes out mostly naked and she look considers the same moon and you know she she claims you know the, this undercut the poetry a little bit but you know claims that you know she hadn't gotten off so she might as well like get off now um yeah that's the thing i agree it was a very beautiful moment nothing about callie is poetic at all no <laughs> it just nothing. felt incongruous in a really weird it, way it really was it really really was uh okay there's a thing about this book that i absolutely hate can we talk about it yes please say say basically in so many words 
the the whole uh, like Callie's argument in a lot of ways throughout this book that she doesn't she doesn't voice it quite this way, but the theme is basically like, oh blue, as soon as we build you a penis, then you'll be a real man. Yeah, and it's like okay, um no one not all men have penises. Um, two not everyone who has a penis is a man. Uh, three a person is more than their anatomy. And then another thing that like really irked me is that like she would notice like as soon as he got because they they gave him a they gave him a cock and balls he had um mm-hmm. a ball sack that uh had the hydraulics for the erection in it yeah <laughs> um so she would notice that, like as like after they had attached that. Um, that then he should be like, oh, he's exhibiting this behavior that's more manly, that's more masculine. I'm like, just, okay. Even if you want to argue like, oh, people who have testosterone act a certain way, like that's reductionist and dumb and like that's a whole argument of itself. But also he didn't have testosterone. Right. His his balls didn't do the thing that, that balls do on humans. They were yeah, hydraulics no. to make his dick go up and down. So, yeah. like, one, it's a gross argument or, like, motif, I don't know, um, way of thinking, we'll say. And then, two, it didn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't hold water. Well, they it, it does hold water because it's hydraulics. But it doesn't work in this, this situation. And it, it was just, like, she said it a lot, like, a lot yeah. that was, like, oh, as soon as you have a penis, then you'll be a real man. And I'm just, like, that's yeah. gross. Yeah, no, it was Ugh. uncomfortable and not good at all. Mm-mm. One of the other things that I disliked in this book was they don't kiss until after he has his penis. Yeah. Also, he has a tongue and I don't know why he has a tongue. I don't know why he has a tongue either. Like, he doesn't really need one. There's no reason why. No, he doesn't need one at all. There's, so there's no reason for it. No. There's also a point where she's like, oh, I love the way that he smells. And I'm like, what, plasticine and a a dusty fan? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What? Yeah. There's also a scene that I absolutely hated where when they finally go to the bar, also the bar's name is Chico's. She's like, we got to go to Chico's. I want to take you to Chico's. Let's go to Chico's. And when I hear the, the name Chico's, I know it's a restaurant chain. The first thing I think of is the clothing store. So it's just like, I'm going to take you to Chico's. And it's like, oh, you're going to put him in like fake turquoise jewelry and some linen culottes? Like, what? <laughs> um, so they go to the bar and then this guy, Sam, that was really into her that she kind of blew off is there. And he's drunk and like being a creep, being gross. And then there's a moment where she looks at him and sees sadness in her eyes and then apologizes to him. She's like, I told you I didn't want a relationship, but I must have sent some wrong signals. So I'm sorry for that. I'm like, no, don't apologize to that asshole. You told him what you wanted and he did not listen to you. But this is a narrative. So, of course, the woman has to apologize. (laughs) Like, fucking what? Just get your robot boyfriend to throw him out in the cold, which he does, which was great. But just like, be like, I don't have to put up with you. My six foot boyfriend is made of steel. So bye. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think if this author had just leaned into just the just the erotica part, mm-hmm. um, I think this book would have been better. 
or not done the erotica at all and <laughs> talked just about being a robot <laughs> and what that's like like there's a lot of interesting ideas in this book mm -hmm. like the reason they were created like i kind of like the motif of these you know the cult you know their skin color is being red blue or green like that's an interesting thing um mm -hmm. that's like visually beautiful and could be very striking as like you know if we if this was like a film like mm -hmm. yeah you know, there's there's a lot of jokes about the blue man group we could do but i don't know like there was also, a lot of interesting things in here that was undercut by these you know s traditionalist attitudes mm -hmm. that are outdated for romance mm -hmm. in a lot of ways i mean just you'll be a real man like his need for like a big dick like even though his you know like what mm -hmm. is like what and, and then like i i don't know honestly it got to the end where he was questioning like his humanity his idea of what he needs like there was a very striking scene where she puts clothes on him so that he could go to this bar and he looks in the mirror and he quotes the bible like um and then they knew themselves to be naked and knew shame you know mm. and it was like oh fuck like and then her response is like what's that I what's know. that thing like, i'm like okay and she's Callie. a dumb dumb like what does oh. he see in her <laughs> she jerked off in the moonlight okay listen listen look he's gonna outgrow her like he's gonna yeah. emotionally outgrow this lady very quickly oh god um two two more things that i'd like to say and then i think i'm done is uh jonathan the brother is a fucking asshole yeah every interaction we have with jonathan is like over breakfast and kelly's eating and he's like what are you doing eating i didn't know you eat it there's uh, eat it i didn't know <laughs> that you ate there's a point he's like i thought you just sucked dick he's <laughs> like really kelly pancakes I'm just like, <laughs> fuck you asshole and then two most importantly is i'm very disappointed in this that it, at no point have we said and then he was blue da ba dee da ba die. <laughs> Nor, I'm also upset that I, it never crossed my mind while I was reading this book. I feel like I have failed the 90s or early aughts. <laughs> uh, That's all I got. Well, I think. the next book in the series is about Alyssa. Ilsa. And then, which is, or Ilsa, sorry, Ilsa. And then the book after that okay no this is great okay uh, so i looked into i was like please tell me everything so the next book is ilsa builds a sex bot and her ex shows up who's a human so they are a thing and then book three is the sex bot from ilsa's book and green and then the last book is red and some rando lady huh yeah. so in fact that older brother never gets his no because he's garbage <laughs> good yeah 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 yeah. well that's fine yeah so christine if you feel like reading very short books about sex bots i recommend this <laughs> good um and i think that's all i had to say did you have anything else claire no that's all i've got okay so that was so that was love machine the body electric book one by Electra Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Buy that book. Give CCLU. Get off a little bit. Have weird thoughts about robots.
Or just donate straight to the ACLU. Either way is fine. Straight to the ACLU. Just straight to the ACLU. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this book is like 99 cents. Just give 99 cents to the ACLU. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining Alexa Shepard writing a check to the ACLU for like $3.75. (laughs) No, 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 no. I genuinely want someone to write a check to the ACLU for 99 cents that says, I decided not to buy the love machine and thought I'd just give you the money instead. I want want a very confused intern at the ACLU to look at that memo and go, what? (laughs) (laughs) That was that book. That was that That book. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Let's play fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Kill. Ready? Let's play fuck Mary. Kill. 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 Are you ready? Fuck Mary. Kill. Claire. Yeah. Are you ready to fuck Mary? Kill. Let's play some fuck Mary. Kill. I tried to do like a B fifty two thing there. Oh, fuck, fuck Mary Kill. Kill? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fuck. We're gonna marry. We're gonna kill. <laughs> I love it. The, oh, this is the rebranding that we need. Stealing the aesthetic of a band. <laughs> um, would you like to go first? Oh, sure. Um, I think so. Neil. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Leeway. Mm-hmm. Blue. Mm-hmm. Or Penny. I'm so glad I have a backup one because that was mine also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to fuck Leeway because he sounds really good at it. Um, and the only reason I'm not going to marry him is he does the, like, there's a point where he's talking to Trinity at the elevator and he's like, you have no reason to be scared. And she's thinking to herself, like, okay, yeah, this guy I barely know is telling me to get over my shit. Like, I get it, but whatever. And he's like, no, you have no reason to be scared because if you are ever in danger, I will protect you. And I think like, it's very really sweet and whatever. But, like, if some guy comes up to me and is like, I will always protect you, that does not work for me. It doesn't work <laughs> on me at all. Although, to be fair, it didn't work on her either. It, it did not work on her. But then he did protect her. They also, they both held their own in the fight, which I appreciate. Yes. Um, yes. But anyway. she was like, okay, get the fuck away from me, guy. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's a, that, you know, that's a ding against. Um, so yeah, I'm going to fuck Leeway. Um, I'm going to kill Blue. Um he seemed fine, I guess. But now that he has an appendage that res- resembles testicles, now he's going to be an asshole. Because as soon as you put a sack on your crotch, it makes you act a certain way. So I don't need that in my life. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to marry Penny. Uh, she does get a body at the end. When they when Trinity um, overcomes the robot that was sent to kidnap her or take her back to Hype Tech or whatever... Um, Penny takes over her body, which is great. So now Penny is mobile and she's sassy and I love her. <laughs> what about you, Claire? Um, well, I, uh, you know, I feel the same. Nope, I don't. I think I'm going to marry Leeway 
just because I feel like he's good at sex, but he's also like really growing and very interesting. He's got lots mm -hmm. of interesting thoughts mm -hmm. um, and constantly like trying to like, <laughs> I was going to say upgrade himself. No, <laughs> like trying to learn new things. Mm -hmm. Like I, I thought he was great. Um, Penny, I get it. I get marrying Penny. Uh, but I think like she's got a lot of her own living to do and I don't think I want to trap her. Like, that's fair. I, I want Penny to experience the full, you know, range of humanity. I feel like she has been trapped in a building for a long time. I want to set her free. <laughs> I can relate. But I think she would enjoy having a one night stand with me. So we'll fuck mm. Penny. <laughs> you can teach her what it means to be touched, Claire. Ooh. In all of her most intimate places. Indeed. Um, and also Penny makes me laugh and I do enjoy laughing in bed. So, yeah. Um, Blue, <laughs> she makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. Blue, I'm going to kill. I, it feels unfair. It feels mm -hmm. like, like if I were to break a rule and I would say like, I would fake chase him with a knife so that he would run away from me and be free. <laughs> That's fair. Like, you can, you can kill him by sentencing him to being eventually worn down by time yeah yeah, yeah that sounds good yeah that's fair. yeah I w i'll kill him with time <laughs> <laughs> you're like one of the weeping angels yeah it's well it's the way i'm gonna die so might as well <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping for like i don't know a truck or something oh special special <laughs> i don't know i hope someone kills me from revenge <laughs> Ooh, vendetta Vendetta Ventata. Um, yeah. Great. Neil? Yes. Okay, Tell Claire. Fuck, Mary, kill. Assassins. Mm -hmm. Inventors. Mm. Or butlers. Ooh. Um, I'm going to kill butlers. Mm -hmm. um, look, I like a good butler. I like somebody who knows how to both answer the door and shine silverware. Mm -hmm, <laughs> I think like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this isn't, you know, they know how to, how to help manage the household and take in packages and iron a newspaper. Like this is great. <laughs> oh no, totally. Butlers used to iron newspapers because like the, um, the ink in, in on the papers was so cheap that, uh, they'd press it with like a hot iron so that it would it would seep into the paper more and then you wouldn't get the black ink on your fingers when you were reading it because that's how rich people uh, roll <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm going to kill butlers <laughs> <laughs> to, if nothing else to save them from having to iron newspapers yeah, um, and I think that means I'm going to... I'm going to fuck an assassin. Mm -hmm. um, Not an assassin, Claire. Assassins. I'm going to fuck all assassins. <laughs> um, this very much seems like a one-night stand scenario. For like, sure, I for don't sure. think you should hang around an assassin or assassins too much. And for all you know, it's a honeypot. Yeah, honestly. You, you might not make it out of there alive gotta be careful gotta be careful mm -hmm. so um don't and also like who knows like their lifespan time may catch up to them sooner mm -hmm. and i don't want to get emotionally attached to that but i also don't want to kill him because it's sexy so mm -hmm. fuck that um which means i'm gonna marry the inventor which sounds good to me like yeah. 
I like somebody who's always thinking about things, can build things. I don't know, like, in my mind, I always think of inventors as either, like, uh, the guy from uh, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doc Brown. (laughs) Doc Brown type who's wacky and he can't really keep his mind straight and he doesn't know what to do and he's very Mm -hmm. impetuous. Or, you know, real inventors who are just in their garages quietly tapping away at one thing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that sounds pleasant. I'm on board. Great. Great, great, great. And Neil? Um, I'm also going to fuck assassins. Um, don't want to be married to that because they might disappear at any point. Or they're very, very haunted. Or worse, they're not haunted at all. Mm. that's not a person you want to be around no, and true. then I can't decide literally the first thought I had when I wrote these down as options and I was like marry an inventor but what if he shrinks our children <laughs> the very first thought I had <laughs> Neil Higgins who classically does not want children <laughs> <laughs> also i have not thought about that movie in i don't know 65 years <laughs> and the very first when i'm like inventors honey i shrunk the children like, <laughs> fucking what the last time i watched that movie was on a vhs tape like that's how long it's been but it somewhere in my brain was like oh do you know who's the the archetype of inventors in your brain Rick Moranis and the <laughs> seminal film Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Um I want this on the record. I would fuck R- Rick Moranis. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, he was I mean, cute. Super cute, really mm-hmm. nice, very funny. Mm-hmm. Takes the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> takes my box. <laughs> um So yeah, I cannot decide. Because they don't want to kill a butler. Life's been hard. They don't deserve that. Um, I, but I have to do, I have to do it. <laughs> I'm imposing rules on myself for the first time ever during this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you're so heartbroken but oh, I know do it. I don't feel strongly enough about either option to, to cheat so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna marry an inventor and I really want to marry an inventor who comes up with something that's like really useful but just kind of dumb like the scrub daddy or something oh yeah yeah that's just like Here's this thing to solve this problem that's like, I'm not going to change the world with this, but I'm making people's lives easier. And here's all our money now. Because um, that'll never happen with a butler. A butler will never have money. And that's the only reason I want to marry someone, obviously. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to sad face kill butlers. I don't want to, but them's the breaks. Yeah, that's the way the game goes. Yeah. Out <laughs> of all the characters, Claire. Well, I am going to marry the girl group that is Trinity, uh, Rue, and Yana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because all three of them are great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're fabulous. They're wonderful. They are assassins, but they're also inventors and tech people. They're great mm-hmm. all the way around. And they love each other and care for each other. Do you know, Claire, if this is if the AI who loved me is part of a series? 
I don't believe it is. Okay, because it felt like it was setting up for Rue and Yana to have future books. I would believe that that's really possible. I read them too. I would also believe that at a certain point as a romance novelist who writes in series as just like a... (laughs) like an automatic you're sort of on automatic pilot for like oh and then oh, I have this yeah. other character who's missing this thing and needs this thing you know so like you set up for the series mm-hmm. even if the series isn't going to happen yeah that's but fair that's also fair, that's the fair. series might happen so you might as well i hope it does i hope it's just like three books that are 150 pages about these these three ladies that'd be great oh totally yeah, I think the AI who loved me is the only one that's out right now, unless. Mm. Alyssa Cole, I know you're listening. Please write books about Rue and Yana. Thank you. <laughs> this may be the first time we tag an author in a post. We <laughs> 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 don't normally do this, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I think I would marry uh trinity yana and rue um and i think i would the trinity that is trinity yana and rue indeed um and i think i'm going to fuck both leeway and penny again i want to set them free (laughs) afterwards i think we'll have a good fun time and this isn't me using them as appliances for my sexual gratification this is me genuinely enjoying an evening with two people who are experiencing a lot of fun life (laughs) and then set them free and uh, then I am going to kill all of Callie's family and set the <laughs> robots free. <laughs> <laughs> Be free, robots. I imagine you walking around that giant house with an axe, just like breaking down doors and windows, being like, run free, robots, run free. But there's blood <laughs> everywhere because you've also chopped up the family. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. gruesome. Yeah, well, listen, this is where my mind goes these days. Rick Moranis and axe murdering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I really want to watch Little Shop of Horrors. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. And Neil? Yes, I'm going to fuck Lee Wei. Again, I just, he was great. And I can see why somebody would want to marry him. I just don't want to. And that's okay. That's fine. So the people who want him can have him. And everybody's happy. And then I'm going to marry Penny. She's so funny. And I think basically, I it wouldn't put it past her to like hack ATMs or whatever. So we don't have to worry about money. And then we'll just travel the world. Yeah. And she'll experience life. There's a lot of life that I want to experience too. And then um, when, when, when we need it, I'll just sort of be like, oh, well, here's my human perspective in case you're interested. And it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Um, and then she can go fuck as many people as she wants. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to kill Jonathan and Sam. Mm-hmm. Because they're both garbage people. Mm-hmm. They're, um, trash goblins. And, like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't, like, I understand why Sam is the way that he is as a character. I don't understand why Jonathan is that terrible. I don't understand why everything out of his mouth is commenting on Callie being a slut or what she's deciding to eat. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like if the author is setting 
Jonathan up to be a villain in later series. Like, again, know. talking about romance novels, o- novelists always setting up their f- a book to be a series. Like, it mm-hmm. really genuinely felt like each of the siblings was going to get their romance novel. Yeah. Like, and that's why I thought he was being such a jerk because he was going to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was going to be a better person in a later book. But it sounds like we're not even using him. So, why? Yeah. why is he I, a dick i think it's crazy that the 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 male male romances between two robots <laughs> honestly i might read these books myself and, re- and report back on them on our patreon like i'm so intrigued yeah no i don't I, think i'm gonna like them but i'm so intrigued and it means i'll be giving money to the aclu so it's fine yeah okay and the books claire um, well, I am going to marry the AI who loved me, mm-hmm. um, emphatically. I'm going to walk down the aisle with that book. I'm very excited. I will tell everybody about it. I'm, I loved it. It was super fun. It was mm-hmm. great. It was a good read that was easy to get into and I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I think I'm going to fuck the love machine. <laughs> That's what it's for. <sighs> Look, there's a lot of good reasons to kill it. I think. Um, but like just going off the pure erotica part, I don't know. There was a lot of fun stuff. It was, there was a lot of sexy things that were sexy. I don't know. And it kind of like some of the philosophy stuff kind of tickled my brain and did make me like think about humanity in the way that science fiction is supposed to make you think about Mm. humanity. It did. Um, uh, there's, it's. I don't want to call it problematic. I want to call it like, well, that was bad and shit. Like, like, I think we should throw away the word problematic sometimes because I feel like problematic means like, well, that was rough, but I accept it for what it is. You know, I feel like that's the way we use problematic sometimes. No, I do think like those parts in this book should be like gouged out and thrown away. Like Mm -hmm. it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I took things from the book for myself, so I guess I'm going to fuck it. But I don't know if I'm going to recommend anybody else to fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Just write a check to the ACLU, guys. Yeah, just just write a check to the ACLU. I might write a check to the ACLU after this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also going to marry the AI who loved me. It was so fun. It was a whirlwind because it was so short. Um, But it was... It was like a really fun story and then also the world building because I'm a sucker for good world building. I've I've mentioned I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've like lamented to Claire about this that I read an entire like a three or four book series that I didn't like the books, but the world building was so interesting that I couldn't not read the the, all the books. Um, So I'm a sucker for good world building and just like these little snippets of what the world looks like in this future just dropped in very organically and like kind of had bearing on the plot, but didn't get in the way at all. And mostly just like made the world feel complete. And like, I think too, uh, because a lot of the stuff was like, I don't want to say catastrophizing, but like definitely like along the road of like, Oh, well, if we don't make, changes this is what's going to happen and so it like added to sort of like the hopelessness of their situations and so it 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 
really worked to build the mood and the tone of the book. So it that that was really well done. And then Secret Assassins, fucking yeah. surprise spies that I didn't even bargain for, and I love it. And I just, ah, oh, it was so much fun. It's a really good book. Everyone go read it. The yeah. AI Who Loved Me by Alyssa Cole. I don't know if you know, listeners, the author was Alyssa Cole. <laughs> Alyssa Cole. Cole, comma, Alyssa. Um, so I'm going to marry that. And then I'm going to kill um, Love Machine. Like you said, th- some of the stuff was interesting. Like Blue's existential crisis was interesting and it was well done. It was entirely wasted on Callie. Um, and then all the problems that I had with the book, the things that I, I found to be icky. And then on top of everything else, I just didn't enjoy reading it. I just didn't enjoy it. And then there were things like really tiny things that I got really pedantic about. Like there was one point where she, where Callie went, to, she's looking for blue and she knows that the robots live in the basement. So she's walking through the kitchen and she sees like pots boiling on the stove and she's like, Oh, red's getting dinner ready. And then she goes down and she talks to green and red. And then red was like, Oh, did you want a snack before dinner and blah, blah, blah. And Oh, this is what blue is. And, and she was, she was asking questions. She's like, are you happy here? Are you enjoying? And they're like, well, we don't really feel happiness the same way. So she was curious and like, I appreciate that. But the whole time I'm just like, why are there pots unattended upstairs? (laughs) Who's making something and not watching the pots? Cause, cause red, the robot will just turn off because she doesn't get bored. She can do that where the fire is and not in the basement. And then there's another point too, where she was talking about like, Ooh, feeling blues muscles. He doesn't have muscles. He's not, he's, he's not organic. Those aren't muscles. Like, ugh, like tiny things like that. Um, yeah. anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to kill the book and stop talking now. No, I think that's an, a perfectly good choice. And I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm glad you chose to stop talking, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you. I'm glad you chose to kill it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's time, Neil. It's time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am okay. so very excited. Okay, here's the thing. Hit me up. Let's go. I am ready. I got my thinking brain on. Great. So one of these books will give it away immediately okay so do you want so tell me that one first <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to just give the one title or do you just want to have a very short game of christine guess no give me the the one title okay first so the one that doesn't give it away the one just of the books we'll be reading is <laughs> clutch forbidden desires book one by piper scott and virginia kelly baseball Fashion. Did you, yes, this theme is passion. People no, is it are, fashion? Oh, fashion. fashion. That makes more sense as a guess. No. Oh, because clutch. Oh, that's cute, clutch. Claire. I see where mm-hmm. you broke. That's funny. You're funny. Yeah. Um, no, it is not fashion. Wait, what was it again? Clutch. What? Clutch. Forbidden Desires, Book One, by Piper Scott and Virginia Kelly. Forbidden Desires. Clutch. Uh, it's funny because all I'm desires. thinking about is like the wordle word this week, which was <laughs> what was it? Pears? No, paired. Pearer. 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 
and just how Fuck horrific it was to the entire world wordle community we all fucked it up <laughs> <laughs> and all i can think about is like pairer clutch clutch what does it even mean <laughs> what does it even even no, that's mean six letters, six is clutch letters. I, yeah so it's, <laughs> it's like clutch it's a good one there's a u in there I, and I, I love they're like oh this the the value of this word is a wordle word no too many letters don't worry about it yeah. move on move on with your life no but i'm saying like we gotta we're ready to move on to six letter wordle let's let's unveil that in 2023 okay. um clutch forbidden and clutch the forbidden clutch <laughs> forbidden clutch the thing is the thing that is actually really clever is that clutch is apt for what this is but not even a little bit in the way that you are going to think about it wait so wait race car driving oh no but i i like i like that like sort of thinking along those lines not along those lines because i don't want to say that you're close you're not but like <laughs> you're thinking outside the box and i like it um i am gonna say um uh ice climbers no i just okay i love this game because then we come up with really great themes <laughs> that i wish existed or that i had chosen yeah um okay why don't you tell us the other book and we'll see if we can still get it okay it'd be no, hilarious if we don't <laughs> i guess <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> okay so i don't have a lot of confidence in myself in this game let me just say it's, it's, it's gonna give it away in myself in this life so okay. let's go <laughs> so we will be reading clutch forbidden desires book one by piper scott and virginia kelly and Captured by the Dragons, Paranormal Mating Reverse Harem Romance by Lily Wilder. Oh my goodness. There was so much happening in that title. Just, uh, it kept unveiling itself. <laughs> like any what good romance novel title should. What does harem mean? Oh, it means a lady with a lot of dudes. Yes. That's a reverse, That's a reverse harem? harem? Oh, okay. I mean, I would just call that a harem. Yes. I mean, harem is yeah. not a gendered word. It just has a gendered yeah. history. Yeah. I was just like, what? Are you volunteering to be in the harem? <laughs> like, that's to me, that's what a reverse harem is. <laughs> Signing up for it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> a reverse harem is uh, less people. It's like, I have a reverse harem. My, my reverse, reverse harem, harem is me just... alone in my room. <laughs> single yes. i have a reverse harem <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh uh, i have negative people actually <laughs> <laughs> negative 10 <laughs> so i still don't actually know what the theme is because that other book has so many things would you is like the it... title again well I, I guess is that what the forbidden part is? The the harem no. part? No. The forbidden no. is dragons. Is it the dragons? It's dragons. Are the dragons? <laughs> it's dragons. And um, clutch. <laughs> Didn't even get it right away. No. Oh, it's... no. A clutch is a group of them. A clutch of eggs. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because clutch is an mpreg book. Oh. No. <laughs> We're back to mpreg. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yay. 
We got M. Preg and a reverse harem in the same episode, and I'm so fucking excited. Oh my god, the next episode is gonna be so good. Seven, be that so episode good. has everything. It's got dragons. It's got reverse harems. Mm-hmm. It's got eggs. It's got <laughs> eggs. It's got secret societies. It's got a socially awkward girl that nobody really thought about much who <laughs> becomes part of a harem with three attractive dragon shifters. Uh, is that what the paranormal element of this is because if they just if they put a ghost in there i that's we might as well just wrap up the podcast Um, (laughs) that will have everything it doesn't say anything about a ghost but i hope there is one oh my god there's just like a ghost that hangs out on the couch hey guys hey ghost (laughs) i'm brendan the ghost yeah you don't gotta worry about me i'm just doing my own thing yeah brendan the ghost (laughs) it's brendan so yes, oh, I'm so excited. Oh my god! Uh, well, thank you, Christine. Why? Thank you. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. Thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. I know that we spend an awful lot of time just ripping into these books, unless you're Alyssa Cole, in which case <laughs> we <laughs> we fan ourselves. <laughs> Um, but we genuinely like are proud of you and glad that you got something out into the world. And, you know, of course we spent money on it. So mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. welcome, ACLU. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm like, I, I, I joked about it, but I am genuinely impressed that Electra Shepard is donating all the proceeds from her entire book series to the ACLU. So that's a good thing. Well done. Yeah. All right. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. We, of course, we could do this without you, but then it would, you know, just be us in a room uh, doing this all for our all to ourselves. And while as fun as that is, it's just not quite as fun as putting it out on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite as fulfilling as knowing that someone, anyone else in the world will hear this. And um, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your lovers, tell your enemies. And um, if you can, consider contributing to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fmklitpod, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yep. um, you, you have to put in the URL. Patreon won't let you find us because we're not. Because we're dirty. Because we're, we're dirty. dirty. Um, and filthy harem. Patreon patrons... Y'all are the best. Oh my god, oh my god you're like <laughs> super awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think that's all we have to say. Um, other than uh, as long as you can do so safely, consensually, with um, <laughs> bespoke anatomy parts, <laughs> and an exorcism like our orgasm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>